So who are the prodigals? Who are the prodigal sons that we're waiting to come home? You know, I'm going to try to do this message with as little attitude as I can. Um, but I got to tell you, there's, there's, uh, I'm disturbed. I'm disturbed at some of the things going on in the church. In case anybody listening to this hadn't known that by now, it's official. Um, it's most of the reason for this podcast. Um, but the funny thing is, I have realized just how disturbed I am by, by sometimes what has ended up being my own behavior. So I'm in this with you. But as I see the light, I figure I need to show people what I'm seeing. So we're waiting for the prodigals to come home. The prodigals need to come home. Let's pray for the prodigals. Well, once the prodigals come home. Uh, Okay, this is where I'm getting. Okay, I have heard that phrase or a phrase like that or something along those lines so much from so many people. (sighs) Please understand, I do not currently attend a church on a regular basis and I am still running in to this stuff all the time. Just so you know, I don't attend a church on a regular basis because I am the church. Um, And I meet with other believers all the time. The four walls, the Sunday morning, that to me is not what is necessary. It's not what is even biblical. But that's a message for another time. The prodigals. Let's, let's pray for the prodigals to come home. All right, who are the prodigals? The prodigals are people that, that Christians think have gone off on their rebellious ways and they partied for a while or they're partying or they've turned their back on God for a time. They're family members, they're friends, they're people we know of who are who are making um, wrong life choices in our opinion uh, and or seemingly don't have a relationship with God because they don't attend church or whatever, okay? A lot of church people are waiting for their rebellious family members to return to God. This is where I can get offensive because, you know, let me leave room for the possibility of some rebellious people that just decide to be rebellious because it sounds like fun um, who would like to come home. But here is what I would like to unpack. Lord Jesus, help me. Why did whoever comes to your mind when you think of the prodigal that you're waiting for to come home, why did they leave? Why did they leave? Hmm? See, 
if you're just talking about, you know, an unbeliever that you want to become a believer now, that's not a prodigal. The prodigal son parable is about a son that was there. He was there at one point. He 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 lived in his father's house. And then one day he decided to leave. Okay? So if 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 you're mixing up prodigals with people who just you want them to get what you call saved or whatever that's not even what I'm talking about you that's not a prodigal a prodigal is someone who was there they left and you want them to come back this is what we mean when we're talking about you know praying for the prodigals to come back <laughs> the end of time is near we need them to come home all right why'd they leave why'd they leave okay story time Let's see, which story do you want? Oh my, I've got half a dozen in my brain right now. For the prodigals I know that have left. Guys, this isn't a joke. This isn't funny. The condition of the so-called church is so much worse than so many of you could ever even imagine. Okay? It's it's so much worse. Because for those of you that are probably listening to this podcast and, and uh, you're well-intended <clears throat> and just oblivious to what's, what's taking place, many of us are well-intended. And a lot of the things that has gone on in the church that has been so horrible was well intended but let me tell you something about intentions okay they never got anybody anywhere intentions never got anybody anywhere i dare you to rebuttal that all right so here's some stories um young boy growing up He uh, supposedly, okay, this is how the story goes. He discovers that he's gay. Okay, right off the bat, many of you are saying, oh, see, you bet you can't be gay because that's not. Yep, okay, fine. Hold your opinion for a minute, okay? I personally think that being gay is a choice. People that think they're born gay, well, either the generational sins have gotten, you know, way out of control or... they were molested <laughs> they were abandoned by somebody they were abused by somebody um, you know if you want to get right down to it there's a reason so to unpack each different person's reason you know well that would take time energy and effort that usually us cushy Christians don't want to sit around doing um, but I've kind of uh, I have a lot of interesting conversations with people who, who, who other people would think are worldly, okay, non-believers. I have a lot of interesting conversations, and this is what I find. Most of them used to go to church. Most of them used to go to church, and uh, now they don't. Now they don't. 
including me. I love God. Um, Jesus is the Messiah. 100% all of that. But I don't need those four walls to make sure that I know that. Because my relationship with God is on my own. Okay, so this little boy... This little boy thinks he's he's interested in other boys. And um, he is sent to a program to beat that out of him, help him know how wrong it is, how it cannot be, and how it's abomination to God. So, out of fear for his life and his soul... He tries to um, get on board with that, tries to ask God to help him like women, um, lives under guilt, um, condemnation, judgment, okay? And he doesn't know why. He he just feels like he doesn't like women. He likes men. Now, understand that there's a ton about this story that none of us actually really know, okay? But here's what we do know. The church tried to control his behavior by throwing scripture verses at it, programs at it, formulas at it, prayers at it. That's not what he needed. Let me tell you what this, this boy, this now guy is doing. He's one of the most flagrant, flaming homosexual men in Chicago at this time. Living that way in the most intense and extreme way and recruiting others to do the same. So, do you want to know what the church should have done? We've lost the heart of the Father so bad I'm sorry, but I know so many church people that really would have thrown that stuff at it. And not a single person will sit down, try to understand, try to relate. Because if we're all actually really honest, and man, nobody is. You know, I had a guy tell me one time, he said, you know, if people could read my mind, I'd have to commit suicide. This is a Christian man, okay? This is a church tender. So he was at least honest enough to let us know that uh, what went on in his brain wasn't always the most Christian, okay? So he was at least that honest, if he would actually name what was going on in his brain, well, the truth is none of us probably do want to hear that. 
But the thing is, questions, struggles, thoughts, wondering, temptations, strange lusts, attacks, you, okay, those things have to be fought off. They have to be fought off with weapons of our warfare that are not carnal. So, (laughs) the kid didn't have a shot. When not one single person cared of why he might feel like he was that way. So many people are waiting for the rebellious, partying, doing the wrong thing. <clears throat> Siblings or family members or friends or whatever to come back to God. That would be humbling. For people to do, right? But why'd they leave to begin with? And maybe they would come back to God if anybody, anybody, even one person who helped nail in their pain, even if it was unintentionally, would go back to them and take responsibility. For their part. Not with the motive of trying to get them to come back. But with a truly humble heart. Look, I believe that my judgment of you was not the Father's heart towards you. So I want you to know that I'm sorry. I love you. He loves you. Okay, can you imagine? Can you imagine a church person saying that? <sighs> can you imagine? You know, maybe we're the prodigals. We think somebody who's drinking or smoking a lot needs to quit drinking and smoking and start coming to church, and then that's a prodigal coming home. I think God's call to us right now, I think God's heart is that those of us with stone cold rebelliousness into absolutely insisting that we are right and we are correct and what we did didn't cause any problems because after all we were well intended I know another story of a couple whose daughter died too young from drug overdose this couple abused and molested this girl since she was tiny tiny little and every time anybody tried to turn these people in they jesus their way out of it they manipulated they controlled with fear and any investigation ever tried against these people never worked you know what they said when she died and all the people showed up so sorry for your loss well she was always a troubled child She's probably better off now. 
their sympathy for their own daughter when she died. Even at that point, they could not humble themselves and say, we've been sick. We've been sick and we've been wrong. And now we've lost one of the gifts from God that he gave us. They couldn't do that. They were saving face to the church people. I'm disheartened. This stuff is sick. This stuff is sad. So who are the prodigals? I'm waiting for those people to repent and humble themselves. So are the prodigals the drug addicts? You know what I think? I think that little girl is in heaven with Jesus. So don't you, don't you church people worry. Don't you worry. Jesus has a heart for those. She didn't have a shot at understanding anything about anything from the very beginning. So maybe you're a prodigal with too much pride and it's time that you come home.